to Out of the Box Radio with me, your host, Christine Blasdale. Out of the Box Radio is a weekly podcast of audible ear candy dedicated to bringing a fresh perspective on this thing that we call life. And each and every week, we're going to be diving into the topics that matter most with lively conversations on issues such as health, wellness, and transformational healing, all with the goal of creating a better world and becoming a happier human being. I will be your tour guide for this epic adventure, and each and every week we're going to be embarking on a journey with the ultimate goal being transformation to our highest potential. And now, let's get out of the box. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Out of the Box Radio. I am your host, Christine Blasdale, and I'm very happy that you tuned in today because we have a very special program in mind for you. My guest today is Sonia Barrett, and she is not only the executive producer of the award-winning documentary, The Business of Disease, she's also the author of The Holographic Canvas, The Fusing of Mind and Matter, and her second book is A Journey of Possibilities. She's the publisher of the book, She is also the publisher of the book Health, an Inside Job, an Outside Business. She has been a guest on many radio programs, including Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie, Pacifica Radio as well, and Conscious Media Network, Gaia TV, to name just a few. She is uh, someone that I have known for many years, and I am very excited about having her on today's program because we are going to talk about, Sonia, we're going to talk about a little bit about everything. This is like a smorgasbord of of conversation that you're going to have, and in particular, I really I love the way you look at what is being fed to us, and I mean like literally fed to us, our consciousness, on television, in radio, um, the food we eat, everything that we've been told about who we are as human beings or these um, these souls in our in our flesh, so to speak. So, welcome first of all to Out of the Box Radio, Sonia Barrett. I am so delighted to be here. Thank you so much, Christine. Now, one of the um, well, the award-winning documentary that you worked on, and I've seen it's it's fantastic. The business of disease. Let's just jump right into that because one of the probably the most important things in people's lives, as we know, is our health and our wellness, our happiness, and there is um, an interesting paradigm shift that's happening right now. I think more and more people are starting to move towards alternative ways of healing themselves, but we're still dealing with this um, mechanism known as modern medicine or the healthcare system. Let's talk a little bit about that, and um, if you don't mind, talk about your own journey with your own with your own health. Well, let's see. I am one of those people that um, decided some time ago Uh, I would say probably from the age of 18, (laughs) which was just last year. (laughs) But but I decided before things got crazy um, that I wanted to be responsible for myself, my body, uh, and my mind. There's some things that just didn't add up for me. So let's say I began way back there. And I think that what I find interesting is that we have this this idea that 
um, looking at what we call alternative medicine, which is really not the alternative, it is the natural way of functioning. We look, people look at it now as something new, you know, like we're doing all this amazing new stuff. (laughs) It's like, but it's, but it's not. These are natural ways of taking care of ourselves. And we have been so programmed to externalize, to look and do everything outside of ourselves. And not only that, but to actually not even uh, feel that we are capable of making choices for ourselves. So we do have to have an assigned doctor and we have to have an assigned this and an assigned that. And, uh, and I'm not saying that we sh- you, know, you shouldn't have your doctor. But I think we have to come back to that realization that this body belongs to you. Mm. Stop renting it out. Stop leasing it out to the system. Uh, And feeling that the system has all the answers for you. Because, no, the doctor, you know, again, they already tell you we're practicing medicine. So I think for me, it it has to be, um, I'm, I'm encouraging an awakening in people to realize that taking care of yourself um, is really a natural course and that uh, we shouldn't wait until there are things that appear to be dire then we go running off to the doctor or even for just a common cold you know they'll go get medication but to develop a lifestyle that is not just about eating but the mind the mental aspect of it the emotional part of it and this is the issue with with what we call western medicine uh, is that it doesn't really examine enough the emotional part of us as human beings and that's what makes us up what electrochemical impulses this is what we do we feel we have emotions this is how we are processing our experience that we call reality so therefore that has to be a very uh, important key in terms of what the cells are hearing what the cells are experiencing and it's all beginning with the the feedback the information coming from our experiences our emotional experiences Oh, exactly. You you nailed it on the head when you're talking about the emotional connection that we have. You know, if somebody goes in for uh, a heart attack or stroke or high blood pressure, rarely does the doctor say, hey, uh, you know, what's going on in your life right now? Did you ever deal with that childhood trauma that happened to you? What about that heartbreak that you experienced when you lost your child? Could that maybe have something to do with that? Um, but instead it is, and, and I understand because they're trained in a certain way that it's, uh, it's, it's medication, um, medication or surgery or, or, or something like that where the issue is not ever dealt with, but, um, a pharmaceutical, uh, is, is given usually or prescribed in the hopes that will, well, your blood pressure is high. So let us give you this, let us uh, prescribe this drug to you. And if a, if a man or a woman in a white coat with a stethoscope and the diploma on the wall says to you, this is uh, the latest blood pressure medication and it's going to help you, your belief in that person that you give, that because you, you're giving them that faith, their, your belief in their certification, your, your belief in their stethoscope, your belief in the pharmaceutical company that... Uh, that reached out to the doctor, your belief in many times will have will have a an effect on your blood pressure. But we're finding out, and this is proven, 
through science that what you believe many more many times is more powerful than the actual drug is as indicative with the placebo effect absolutely and and for listeners who don't know the placebo mm-hmm. if you don't mind explain a little bit about the placebo effect to people well i think i mean the placebo effect is basically that there's really nothing there like you think there's there's really no major compound that's being gi- given to you but it's like a sugar pill it's a sugar pill you're getting the idea of something that is going to maybe fix a problem or heal a problem and it really shows you the power of the mind because it because it happens your exactly. blood pressure goes down or whatever is absolutely yeah. you know so so i think for me just knowing this the, the what i would take away if i were the listener what i would take away from this is the fact that wow so that means that my mind is that pliable it's that plastic that i could really change my life in many ways if I truly wanted to because I'm that you know adjustable that pliable to me I think that if nothing else it shows us what we can do there and I think we also have to remember that what we deal with uh, is uh, protocols and programming those two words protocols and programming so what Christine what you said a few minutes ago about the doctor and the white coat um, and there is a certain psychological thing that happens automatically uh, the uh, paper on the wall I mean there is something and that's that's just programmed into us from you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. probably the womb right um, that these people these credentials guarantee that they're going to know more than I do about my own body so whatever the doctor says it becomes you become very trusting and might not just be the doctors in different situations of of people that we see in a uh, position of power authority authority Uh, and so I think is to step back and to really examine that but wait a second do they really know more than I probably do about my body. I know what I'm feeling. Can I, would I then take the time out to become a bit more investigative of what's going on with my body? Yes, see the doctor, but at the same time, take the time, invest the kind, that kind of time in yourself to become more investigative. Looking at even patterns. You know, when, when do I get this headache? Well, geez. I notice I get this headache when such and such comes by. <laughs> but it's just paying attention to oneself and and really putting yourself in a space of realizing that you really you really are sensible enough to begin to evaluate your life. And and it's like taking blinders off and really looking at your life, not just again, not just what you're eating, but the lifestyle in your home. Are you happy? You know, I say that to people all the time. They go, well, you know, when I'm on radio shows, what should people do? And one of the first things that I suggest is self-honesty. We must be honest with ourselves. And in The Matrix, you know, there's that sign the Oracle had over the door, know thyself. This is why that idea of knowing thyself becomes so important. You have to have self-honesty. What do I mean by self-honesty? Is not just look, looking at am I happy, but the choices that I'm making, and this is not about blame, 
This is about examining truthfully the choices that you make and what are the things that lead you to making those choices. Are there patterns that uh, seem to go on? Do I keep experiencing a particular thing where I keep um, getting in a relationship with the same kind of person over and over and over? And it might not be a romantic relationship. It could be just any kind of relationship. Some people are like, geez, you know, I always uh, get taken advantage of. Right. You know, but they like to keep saying it. So you keep doing it over and over. So it's all of those things to be able to stop and see and not just put the blame on other people. That's just more externalizing. How do I bring my life back home to myself where I can feel um, empowered and feel more in control of what my life can become? Well, and you, you nailed it on the head there where when we were talking just about the health, how beliefs, like based on the placebo effect, beliefs can, and it's been proven that beliefs, what you think, uh, your social conditioning, your thoughts can heal, but they can also harm. And I think that when we do, I love your idea too of self-honesty, that, that and it's very difficult for people to turn that mirror around and look at themselves and I'm not talking physically to look at yourself but to look at yourself um, how you how you speak to yourself those stories that you tell um, are you someone that thinks that the world is out to get you are you someone that thinks that um, if you're in a relationship they're gonna they're bound and determined to break your heart so how do you self how do you sabotage your relationships how do you sabotage your career um, do you tell messages do you say to yourself I'm not worthy of a of a of a high-paying job or a rewarding career. Um, I'm not worthy. That seems those those words, and that comes from many times. It comes from people in their childhood. Absolutely, childhood. What usually. their parents had told them, mm-hmm. what they witnessed. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that in a lot of progressive circles, the idea of of wealth and prosperity is really frowned upon, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, money is the root of all evil, and um, the 1% versus the 99%, and capitalism, and, and, and to me, money is just an energy. And we exchange our energy for that energy. We exchange in this culture, right, in this place that we find ourselves, we exchange our life force, hours spent in an office or your uh, creativity writing books or songs or whatever we exchange our energy for this other energy and we call it money it's an exchange and uh, absolutely right? and, and money is a catalyst and it is a current which is why they call it currency, currency. Um, as you said it's it's energy but I, I also like um, the fact that you use the word stories because ultimately <laughs> in the end that's what we live we live a series of stories that we tell ourselves because we uh, we are characters. We play a role, and, uh, and most people don't realize that. And so your identity becomes so wrapped up in the story and the character that you play that is associated with that story that you've got running, and then the other characters that you bring in to continue to support that mm. same story. So you're constantly... Um, you have the script, and I like to look at it as parts. When somebody comes in, oh, I got a part for you. Are you playing You're the bad guy with the me. mustache? Are you twirling <laughs> your mustache? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you? What are you doing? Yeah. 
I mean, and so is it? Is it the same, you know, character over and over? Is it the same feeling that you end up getting over and over again? We go back to like that doormat kind of idea, where you have a script and you've got this part. Now you get several people to pay, play that role because you've got you've got to be able to um, validate this idea that you have that you're always taken advantage of because you need to back up that story. You need to back you up. Be right. That's right. You, 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 <laughs> we're ridiculous as human beings. We are. Everything is about the payoff, though. Everything that we do is about the payoff, and it's like, what is the payoff of having? this experience over and over again and you, and they, people get caught in a loop what is the payoff well i get to you get to sabotage your what your life in ways that you don't even know uh why you probably don't move forward and get that job or why your career when whatever that is or relationship is not moving past that certain stage because you're stuck in that story and until we can wake up and see that story and the characters that we keep bringing in we can't decide to eliminate that character like they cut characters in movies and, and in television shows you until you get that and you realize it and you go oh and i've done that i've done that in the past with <laughs> with friends one friend in particular but i was very upfront so i could say that here but i was very uh, upfront this person would live this thing over and over. I would know that it was a relationship. He would run the story of this relationship over and over. Everybody, he'd get into the same kinds of relationships, then I'd have to hear about it. <laughs> so finally, there was one day, here he comes now again. Now he's going into the same kind of relationship pattern. And I said, look, all right, I'm going to tell you this. You go ahead and you go ahead and you have that relationship. You live that. Do not call me. I <laughs> did because I know how it's going to end. Yeah, yeah. When you're done with it, yeah, and you really realize what you've done, and and you're over it, then you can call me, and then we can talk. And I was ever so clear. And he just goes, "Okay." <laughs> and so it ran its short course as it usually does, and then eventually he calls. He's like, "I know you don't want to hear it, but yeah, you're right. That's that's what happened." Okay, moving right along. I don't need for you to repeat it again. Another thing real quickly is that I get a lot of people that have said on this journey that they either get very lonely, there's you know not a lot of people um, that they can talk to, or either that or they have people around them, and but then I keep talking to them and then they're getting uh, upset, they're not understanding what I'm saying. Well, here's what I say. I would rather have like hardly anybody to talk to than to deal with that. I don't want to debate you. I don't want to be in a banter. Those are choices. This is what I'm saying. These are choices that we have to make. What is the payoff if you continue to do this? You keep getting irritated, but it keep you keep doing it. Do you do it because it, you get to have that supposed friendship? It's the exchange that you still get to have? Is there a fear that if you don't go along with this, you're going to be alone? You're going to be by yourself? It's, it's all these little questions that yeah. become really big things in how we run our lives. And they sabotage us. You, you cannot, but people that talk about relationships and they want to um, meet this ideal person. And I'm always like, you know what? There's no such thing. Yeah, but the kind of image that they've got, I'm like, well, first of all, even if that person exists, 
that person might not want to be with you currently as you are, not saying it's good or bad, but maybe that idea that you've got of this person would not mesh with who you are right now. Bingo, right. Yeah. So you need to look at that. You need to see that. And I think when people start to see that, you let go the idea of trying to find this ideal person. More than anything else, it's a feeling. What do I want to feel like in a relationship? I think that's all it boils down to. How do I want to feel? Do I want to feel like, wow, I'm coming home to this person. The door is open. I'm always happy to see this person. It's feeling. It's what I feel. Not all this other stuff that's fed to us on well, TV we dis- and Yeah, we Disney-fied and- the whole relationship. Yeah, we, exactly. We, we've di- Disney-fied um, our personal relationships to the point where... Also, when someone, if you're, if if they're in a relationship and someone um, stumbles, uh, or or um, does something that is not so ideal, that we judge them, and then we hold it over them, you know, oh, power because it's power, yeah. right? And instead of 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 if you love that person instead of coming from a loving place we become we, we become adversarial too we all we, we we say you know my ego your ego type thing and the idea is that i think it was this um it was a, it was a it was a family therapist who said this and i thought it was actually quite clever and i think it was uh, dr stan tadkin who said that um in regards to relationships that um anybody that you're in a relationship at one point they're they're going to be a pain in the ass, mm-hmm. and then he said, "But guess what? You are too. You are too. That's right. And when you realize that, then you go, mm-hmm. oh, we're both going to be pains in the asses to each other.' Absolutely. It's how much love is there, right, between the two. And if you truly do love someone, you also know, like, it gets to a point too. Where you're not going to have somebody abuse you. Obviously, right. You're not going to put up. Don't put up with that. But I just I love the idea of of um, I love the idea of 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 when you are in relationship with somebody instead of again being on the outside or seeking that uh that love from an outside source is another mirror to you because when you are in relationship with somebody they're they're your mirror right i mean Absolutely. they're going to show you quite quickly mm-hmm. you're you going to learn a lot what you about look yourself like. if yeah. you allow it though if you, if allow, you allow it, it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's true. But we like conflict. This is a war-based planet. Mm. So it's all about conflict. It's all about opposition and tug of war. And that goes across the board. It's like, <coughs> excuse me, in a way it's like wired um, into us. And so I think sometimes people don't know what to do when there is no conflict, when there is no issues going on in there. The other thing with relationships that I learned for myself is that you need to come to the table really more as whole as possible because I know we have this thing I need somebody that completes me but I think it's just too much responsibility on one person there's too many expectations on that person I think the more whole we can come into a relationship the more whole that relationship is because your every uh happiness is not contingent on this person nope there's just all this pressure on this person to make you happy and that's why i think it's so important that when we've gone through pain like relationship pain heartache that we give ourselves time to process that i don't care if it's a couple years 
allow yourself to process that otherwise you just take all that stuff with you again into the next situation you know so i think that these are things that we really need um to look at it would make lives and 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 another thing that i learned about relationships because those are like the biggie for everybody is my thing is in a relationship when you look at okay the person leaves the cover off the toothpaste they <laughs> you know they don't like wash the dishes you know you hate I, toilet seats up the toilet seats up putting stuff you know i hate that don't leave anything in the sink you know i don't 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 leave a fork if there's nothing in there don't leave a fork in there all right so it's like we have all these things and to me you start looking at all the things that you nitpick we complain about and if you can step back and close your eyes and picture your life without this person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To me, that was like, that's a real test. Okay. If I close my eyes and I picture my life without this person, oh, no, I really do. I feel the love. And it, then, then it supersedes all the nitpicky stuff. Then you go, okay, now you reach this compromise. This is how this person is. This is what they do. They leave the, t- the cover off the toothpaste. I get that. I Can I accept this? Can I accept the fact that they will not wash the dishes? Can I accept that? Once you come to that place of, okay, I love this person more than this is an issue uh, to me. Ah, boom. Yeah. Boom. Then you, I, you nailed it on the head. Yeah. yeah. Then, then I'm okay. Yeah. So that was something that I ended up um, having to learn. So by the time... You know, you get around to really cementing the thing. <laughs> I already figured. Okay, well, I've had ten years to figure. I've dealt with this. Okay, I love you more than this matters. <laughs> well, and and also the things that originally attract us to other people in the beginning are sometimes the things that later we use against them. You know, I love your free, independent. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Yeah. Yeah, but now I really no, hate really. it. Now I really hate it. You know? And and it's the it's the it's the totality. It's everything about the person. And I've said this over and over to my own kids. It's everything about that person that we complain about that makes up that person. Yes. That it's it's all of that that you love. Like you just said, even though you don't realize it, you love all of these things about that person because that's what makes up this individual, this character that you've got there. And it's the same. It's it's, it's uh, unconditional love. It's the it's like the love you have for your child. Mm-hmm. Your child could be like a real pain in the butt, but you, do you love him any less? Do you no? You love you just you love them because it's there. It's just there. But it's it's interesting when it's someone that is in a romantic relationship. We're so much more critical of of them. We're going to step off now in, and uh, what is it in the Matrix? Is it the blue pill they take? Does it blue pill um, Neo takes? Red, red pill or, or the blue, red one? I think it's the blue pill. I think it's the blue, blue pill. Well, for our conversation, it's going to be the blue pill. We're going to take the blue pill, so to speak. We're going to go a little deeper. We're going to go a little a little further down the, the rabbit, the rabbit hole, hole, so to speak, because I know y- you and I like to hang out there sometimes. <laughs> we have long conversations mm-hmm. about it. Something that, um, that, uh, that you're – uh, researching and you have been looking at for quite some time and it's come across my desk as well and it has not I believe it's not been discussed publicly very much it's not the topic of conversation we tend to want to talk more about you know Kardashians and Trump and you know all that other stuff <laughs> oh but, come on Christine <laughs> AI AI mm. technology artificial intelligence 
Now, when just just the, the term artificial intelligence, people are like, "What? Can you can you talk about what you're what you're getting into right now and the discoveries that you're finding about this um, real quick mad rush?" Although they've been doing it for I think some time, uh, developing this artificial intelligence. Yes, this is this is not new at all. This has been going on for a long time. I remember uh, maybe eight years ago, <laughs> I, I really started to bring this up when I was doing um, my radio show back then, Sovereign Mind Radio at the time. And um, and so I was looking at this and I kept saying, you people need to look. See, all the, even the vodka commercial, it was a robot um, on the, the truck. It was this gradual introduction of this idea um, to people, but because everything is such a gradual process, people don't really pay attention. Oh, it's just robots. I mean, this is Terminator. Been, yeah, right? it's been going on from from uh, what is it? Danger, danger, Will Robinson. What was the name of that again? Well, uh, Lost in space. Lost in space. Okay, so so ding ding ding. <laughs> for two hundred. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's been it's been going on for a very very long time. Time. Small wonder. Um, all of these things have been uh, uh, the Jetsons with yes. Rosie. Yes. So I'm I'm just showing people that it's this is how these things are introduced to us. Now moving forward, I remember listening to I watched a um, a video some time ago, and it was called the Immortality Conference. And this conference had scientists. These were real scientists. What was the discussion? The discussion was. Should we begin to create um, uh, uh, laws for ro- rights for robots? So this was like some time ago. They had been thinking about that because the fact was that they said that robots were going to be living alongside us as a, as another species. And so this was... Like in the making, the fact that this was coming up several years ago meant that they had already established um, this system was already right. Whenever happy. they start talking about, we, yeah, should we one day do this? It means that there's a whole colony of them <laughs> there's already. A whole colony waiting, you know, to get their passports or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the fact is that this is what was going on. Now we're closer. Now we are here. We are in this stage now. Um, where this is what's happening. And I think a lot of people also need to understand with, you know, Siri, with with, with all of these, you know, technologies, our phones, um, they're all mini robots, um, our GPS. These are all subtle introductions, the driving, the self-driving vehicle. Um, All of that is an introduction to a way of life that is unfolding. Now, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but I'm just saying this is what's coming. This is the step up in technology. Um, these things or these these artificial um, intelligence then um, are in a learning stage. They're, they're learning. And what they do is, and what they've been doing um, over the years, they have been allowing them to, to learn from us. And that's what's happening, even with Facebook. Um, Should they not be learning from us? (laughs) You said earlier we were the planet of war. Um. Well, hey, that's what I'm talking about. But that's what they do. I mean, even even, um, Siri. 
I was listening to something the other day, and even Siri, they were talking about the fact that, you know, they asked Siri for a particular word, and she couldn't, she couldn't find it. And the reason why she had a hard time with this particular name, it was because of the accent. And the more people that would ask, that's what they said, the more people that begin to ask her with different kinds of accents and, and, and sounds and tones, she begins to store that information in her memory bank. And this is how they, they begin to, for lack of a better word, evolve, is through a storing an unbelievable amount of data, an unbelievable amount of information that eventually allows them to process uh, in a way almost like we can with solving, you know, solving problems and so on. And that was one of the things that they said was was difficult um, is that is getting them to solve problems like we do. We are like master. They said we are master problem solvers. And so that was something that the new system, these compute, these robots are going to have to learn how to do. We think that they're solving problems. Yes, they're solving problems based on a storage of data, storage of information. But so are we. We are solving problems based on a lot of reference references to, you know, past experiences, not just as an individual, but the collective human experience. Correct. Yeah, Correct. we are solving problems. So they're doing... The same thing. Now, I guess the question is, <laughs> will they at some point do what we do and they try to take over? This is the fear. This is what um, everybody has kind of talked about. Will that possibly happen? All the movies, you know, where they suddenly um, take over because everything eventually wants to live. And so the question these scientists were asking also is, what makes, creates a sentient being? What is it that defines a sentient being? What is consciousness? And this is where we are <laughs> with the robots and human beings. See, and, and when you said that, when you asked that question, like everything within me, all my cells and everything, they, they're, they're like, they burst it out and they said, um, the soul, the soul expression. Because, I mean, and, and this is my belief that, you know, we walk around with bones and skin and blood and, you know, whatever, hair, um, and we're animated and we're able to use our mind and think and, and, and feel with our etheric heart. But once we expire, uh, uh, pass to the, the next level, whatever, our soul leaves the body. So that's when when I was when I was listening to that because because with an artificial intelligence being um, I see all of the you know mountains of data and they have the ability they would have the ability to you know to grab a pen and to write even you know to, to know mimic what to do, our behavior to mimic, basically exactly yeah. but the only thing that I think that would be missing. Unless they figured that out in the lab. Well, see, that's the Did thing. Did they audit this it is, that? Well, no, this, <laughs> son, you don't is, tell me that. No, this is this is part I'm of what I'm going to This is part of what I'm going to be talking about in this workshop that I'm, I'm going to be doing. Because I think that we are, human beings are afraid, <laughs> and I've said that for years, we're afraid that we're not, we're not going to be what we thought we were. And I think this is the challenge. I am not afraid of it because I'm looking. I want to see so I can be ahead. 
I could be a step ahead. So I don't have time to hang out in, um, in fear of it, but to look. And one of the things that I've been sharing with people, if we stop and we begin to examine this technology, you can learn so much about your own design because everything is being mm-hmm. duplicated and mimicked off of a bigger system and a bigger system. A bigger system outside of this, even that, which I'm not jumping ahead, but I'm just going to throw this in. But even the idea of um, a corporation, a corporation um, or business is generally what? A, a pyramidal structure. You've got people at the bottom and you've got an apex. You've got people at the top. There is this pyramidal or, or, or hierarchical system that exists that we've taken that model from someplace else. So what my point is, is that we have to understand that we're using, to some degree, one formula to do a whole lot of things. We just don't realize it. And we are um, a level of technology, and we have to even redefine what that word means. Who is we? I'm not going to get too deep and crazy here, but I think these are things that we have to understand because we've identified ourselves as our bodies. So when we say we and I... It's like, who are you talking about? And so that's what I try to get people to get to that place of who is who is I? Mm-hmm. Which which I? Because there's the there's the automated I, because you know, we are, we're very robotic. We're very automated. And mm-hmm. we operate off of what? Old pro programs and information. We refer back to things that happen to us and then we make choices and decisions from based. that based on that. And we also predict our future. We make choices and come up with scenarios based on that old information. Um, Jumping forward a little bit, which is why it becomes necessary for us to um, create new neural pathways, why it's necessary for us to always learn new things. We must keep creating new neural pathways. Otherwise, what you have is you have this limited uh, uh, amount of information, even though it's a lot of information, but we're talking these things coming on the planet now. You need to be, your mind, your brain needs to be superseding that technology. Does that all make sense? Yes. That's why I said earlier that my synapses have expanded. (laughs) Yes, it is, Lucy. (laughs) Lucy number two. (laughs) How many chips in that bag? Okay. Um, Let's, I'm going to, I'm going to hit you up with a a couple of, of, of quick things. And then I want your response to it. Flu shot. Are you, have you gotten one? Are you getting one? No. <laughs> I'm looking at you she like. She at me like, like, girl, what are you talking about? I, you know me. You I know, know you. I'd sooner eat a dog biscuit. <laughs> dog biscuits can be good. <laughs> as a child, I know. <laughs> yes, I had a dog biscuit as a child. I wanted to know what it tasted like. You and my son. Well, my dog liked it yeah. so much. I was like, this got to be good. Yeah, my son Tastes did like the same crap. thing. Yeah. Okay, no, flu shot. Okay, but, so, but, um, no, but I don't. millions of people are. They always, um, especially, they really target the, the elderly because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we'll, we'll give you a free flu shot. You go to, like, uh, Rite Aid or whatever. They're like, yeah, we'll give you a free flu shot. Oh, they'll be getting okay. them at a gas station um, soon. But but just for, so our list, for our listeners who yeah. are not aware right, right, of right. these things, Please uh, just inform them about your reasons why why not why you um, wouldn't be getting it. <coughs> well, first of all, uh, there's too much stuff in there. <laughs> there's too many unidentifiable things inside the flu shot, and everybody I know that has had the flu shot, they They'd all get sick. sick, like deathly ill, and they were fine before. 
And then the doctors always go, oh, no, 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 it's, it's not, it's not, it's not. And, uh, and I think that, you know, okay, so it's the flu. Okay, I get it. The flu is awful. But what do you do in the beginning? You start taking care of yourself and building your immune, immune system. system. That's it. Yes. Okay. And this parlays into the next section that I was, because I was going to ask you for some, some, um, some tips and tricks about what you do to boost your immune system to stay healthy. Cause I know you are very, you are actually quite healthy. Um, what it, do you mind imparting some of that knowledge, some things that you do, things that you do on a somewhat regular basis to, to stay as healthy as you can. Or you, if you, let's say you were leaving a time capsule for people. Okay. And you're saying, these are some things that I would do and things that I would stay away from in order to maintain the highest vibration the mm-hmm. highest uh, health. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that most people probably have heard this time and time again. One of the things you want to minimize, yes, is your sugar intake. And simply because of the um, acidity and the yeast and the acid environment that it creates, uh, which becomes this breeding ground for all kinds of things, which and then... And apparently parasites, parasites love, love it. sugar. Well, they they are the ones that also make you want the sugar. Cause, yeah. Yeah, because they're so intelligent. This. I didn't know this until just yeah. a couple months ago. Like, they actually... They take they over. They know when you got cookies in the cupboard. Oh, yeah. They take over. Because, yeah, they take over. And that's what they do. They're like... This There's is artificial intelligence there right you there. Go. But this is the thing I tell, you know, I try to say to people, you've got to understand your body is a universe, right? It's a it's a universe. Every tiny cell is a universe onto itself. Everything wants to live. Oh. Everything wants to survive. This is what we, it, it's simple. Everything wants to survive. Every bacteria, everything. It's all about existing, uh, surviving. Cancer cells. Cancer cells, those robots, that's what they're going to do. They are going to want to survive, right? So they're going to adapt that from us, that idea of survival, because human beings are all about survival. That is our core thing is surviving at all costs. No matter what, we'll survive. Uh, so is to understand this, that your body is a universe and there's all kinds of stuff that's living in there. Some of it is completely essential to the ecosystem of your of the inside of your body. Now, the question is, how much of this particular thing do you have in there? And the environment that you create for these particular things, we're talking about like parasites, to live in, that you don't want that. So it's learning that with the sugar and the flour. I'm not saying to cut everything. You never do anything. But you've got to do things in moderation. And, and first of all, if you are already not in great health, you've, you've definitely got to go almost like, in a way, cold turkey. You've got to get your body back to um, a workable state first before you're in a position to incorporate things in there, fun foods in there. You've got to get yourself back to some sort of balance first. Otherwise, it's just not going to happen. And then the immune system, the more the immune system is is, uh, destroyed, that's ultimately it. Um, Your lymphatic system, you know, um, getting all the gunk out of there. Um, Your cells, what, is it going to affect the oxygen uh, in your cells, which means that it must be affecting the blood flow because circulation the blood carries the oxygen it's this whole 
chain reaction that happens in this thing. It's like a machine. It is a machine, a biological um, machine. And so it's got this entire system that is that is functioning on. And so ultimately, yes, you've got to keep that up. Now, for women in particular, it's said that we actually should be eating no less than a pound of salad every day. What? A a pound of salad every day. A pound? A pound of salad every day. We would not. That's a lot of salad. Salad salad. is very light. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to be, it turns to water. But the uh, but the thing is, is that it's it's what we're getting out of it, and you know, with us, with our hormones and all of that. We, the other thing, the reason why greens, you know, become so important and so huge, is because we're doing what we're eating trapped sunlight. Very important. That is ultimately the fuel, right? We put gas in our cars, and the sunlight has um it's it's energy it's it's fuel for our bodies but since our bodies are designed in a way where we can only absorb only so much of the sunlight through our skin it had nature found a way to put it in the plants and that's why they're green it's the the chlorophyll so it's the trapped sunlight that does that and so when we eat that we're actually eating trapped sunlight we're eating sunlight that's the energy that's the charge and i think if people understand it more a lot of people that when i used to teach um lymphology when they understood that people had a different take on okay i get it i'm i'm eating this i see the the fuel that i'm gonna get from this and if you're eating like that it gives you room to eat other things every now and then you can do that because you're feeding your body what it needs but if you're just feeding your body all that other stuff but you're not giving it the fuel that it needs which is the again the trapped sunlight the that energy then there's nothing for it to work with it can't work properly it's like your car running on like hardly any oil eventually that engine is going to blow you know you you're going to have some issues there so it's it's a matter of really changing the way we look and then of course you know you can do you know some supplements um which is a bit that's another interesting one in terms of what you might want to do what do you take what do you do um i you know i don't do as much as i i don't do as much as i used to but i like ayurvedic stuff so i like Tripfala, which is good for your digestive system and the whole system. And also, something to carry around in your purse, activated charcoal. What is that? What does that do? Activated charcoal, that's what they give people when they go to the hospital and you take poison. Um, Activated charcoal is good, like if you're having anything going on with your system. As a matter of fact, World Health Organization, even say if you have nothing else when you travel, carry activated charcoal. Because it, the charcoal draws out poison like so if you have say for example you ate something and your stomach's not feeling great um you're feeling whatever bloated or you're just not feeling good so pepto-bismol take some activated charcoal and it pulls whatever it is it pulls the the poison do you do it like as a a pill or it's uh, in capsule the charcoal is in there in in these capsules you can get it in any health food store um and you can just you know take two uh, depending on what your situation is, you can take them for even a you know several days. Some people take them all the time. Just take them for several days um, or so, and then if it does move 
things out of your system. And um, you Chatevira, that's, I'm oh, sorry, I want to make Chatevira. sure. Chatevira. Chate, that's another Ayurvedic I love the thing. names of the Chatevira. Ayurvedic stuff. And it means, I think, like nine, nine, nine husbands, I think it means. I think so. But it, but it's nine <laughs> husbands <laughs> means that you're gonna be strong. You can handle <laughs> nine husbands, but for women and for men, but for women, it really, really helps with our whole system, Come our on. entire entire reproductive system, and our hormones. Uh, it's an amazing. It's actually considered a food, um, as opposed to just an herb. So that's something that I suggest people look into. It's Chatevere. Do you um, do you also do you take probiotics? Um, you know, I don't take them as much as I used to, and I tell you the reason why. And no, I'm not vegan, but I I do make bone broth. I love bone broth. I make bone broth, and I cook it for three days. Do you? Yeah, I what do. What kind of bones? Um, grass fed um, mm-hmm. beef, and I will. Depending on, on you know what we have, I'll collect it, put it in the freezer, and it's better. It's nice if you can have a variety. If somebody does seafood, uh, for example, if somebody you know you buy lobster or something like that, I would say save the shells because you have to remember it's millions of years of formation that form those those um, shells, and so when you're cooking these things for um, for that long, it's actually pulling out those minerals out of these the bones and the shell um which is yeah that's really what's happening uh which is what you need so so yes bone broth when done the right way done that long is the like a higher probiotic than than anything else really did you know that no uh yeah oh yeah it it'll supersede any other i just i knew i knew that it was good for your for your skin and your hair and your and your own oh uh, yeah your gut and your gut big time your gut big time yeah 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 that's uh, that's bone broth people (laughs) yeah you had me at bone broth yeah three days i cooked i i cook it for three Days and then you bottle, then you know, not bottle it, but I put it, then you put it in the freezer, put a little yeah, package, mason jar or something, yeah. Like that. Or if you're gonna freeze it, if you make that much, mm-hmm. like I usually do, then I put it in little packages and put it in the freezer so that I can pull out. Oh, then package. you can just warm it up, yeah. Because you know, if you're cooking it for three days, you, you're gonna cook enough, you need to make sure you do like a little and your house smells funny. Oh, it smells like I've killed someone. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, don't invite any company over for the next three days. We- <laughs> I'm really wanting to get people to see the technology of themselves and start to basically hack and decode yourself because the system does it. That's why they know so much about you and how to run us and regulate us and, and affect people's minds and so on and so forth because nobody's home. <laughs> well, and yeah, and they know, every, I mean... we've given them so much data on ourselves and willingly i think what was it that i saw this the other day was um oh my goodness it was it was a thing of like you know oh my goodness the you know we don't want we don't want them spying on us and then the next thing was a woman speaking into that echo thing um and saying, you know, like, hello, NSA, can I have a recipe for, you know, for cookies? You know, I mean, you know, <laughs> people are so we've welcomed, we've welcomed so. it into our homes, right? And, they, and here's everything. I know. 
I know exactly. But, Every yeah, there's so thing. much. There's ears everywhere. And, and smart yeah. television. Oh, you don't need a smart TV, yeah. folks, because it's listening to you. Every single word. That's right. All those romantic little evenings you have in front of that television. Oh, yeah. You better unplug all that stuff. Better. Yeah, we put have a, nothing. Put a curtain over it. Yeah. Watch it. So well, even in your your bedroom, we don't have any electric stuff in our bedroom. We don't have TVs or anything. Have you? Like hey, that. have you ever done this? This is awesome. Um, I've done it a couple times. Mm. And it's just because I forget sometimes. But I've done this a couple times, and it is um, it is the best sleep I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I go to the power box, you know, the, your control panel, mm-hmm. where right. all the electricity, right. and I just go boom, 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 and I turn all my electricity off in my house. Wow. The refrigerator, it's still going to be cold yeah, in the right, morning. Right, I mean, it's, right. you know, it's at night. Right. But when you shut off everything, yeah, all of the electricity, it's, that's, we are in a cage. Oh, yeah, basically. We sleep at night in a cage. Yeah. And... Um, even if you turn off all the lights and stuff, you still have electricity going around you from all of the different outlets. The outlets. Right? And then in the walls. Don't have one over your bed. I'll tell you that much. And I'll tell you, mm-hmm. it's the most peaceful oh, feeling. I'm sure. Well, it's like when you go out in the mountains, you yeah, know, you go absolutely. far, far away underneath absolutely. the tree or whatever. You have the energy of the tree, of course, but it's because you have no wires around you. Right. You're not inundated with, with and it's that electricity. Beautiful sleep. Oh, yeah. And if they don't, if they're not doing that, then they need to go. You need to go to nature. That was something I wanted to say is I'm an avid hiker. I love nature. So you've got to to get the negative ions to balance. You have to balance yourself out. And if you can't go to nature and you're in front of a computer and stuff all the time, you need to at least go outside. If you have some grass, get your your shoes off and rub your feet in the grass to get rid of the buildup of the static electricity. Because that's what happens in our for our, our cars and our computers and our cell phones. It's a buildup of static electricity, which then affects your cells. Yeah, it affects the and our, oxygen and our, and our heart. And everything. We are electric everything. beings, exactly, oh. and that that runs literal interference um, with with the whole system. This whole electromagnetic system. I'm gonna so, go to the mountains now. Yeah, but but people should though, you know. Instead, it's so of important. The, well, yeah. we think we're we think that buildings are like really normal, and they're not. We're every everyone every group that's come onto the planet was born outside. Yeah. We started out outside. Yeah. We yeah. we gradually devolved into the buildings. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we come from outside. We eat with our hands. You know, so we live a life of what we call being civilized. And I'm not saying I don't love it, but I think we have to bring back balance. Stop talking on your cell phone if you go walking or hiking and all of that. Why are you on your cell phones? Yeah. It's it's putting away these things for a while. You have to have a moment where your mind and your body is not bombarded. And even if you can only walk on the beach, walk on the beach. You've got to connect with nature because that's that's where you're from. You are part of nature. You're not part of the building like this. This right. you know, um, and that's something that people need to remember that we live we live in these things, and our bodies are the the ones that are really kind of suffering and there's not enough copper throw that into uh, that's the other thing because we don't have copper around us anymore not like that but we just we got some um, copper cups recently as well because we want to get co- uh, copper cups that's 100 percent copper on the inside as well as on the outside not cop not um with nickel lined or any other lining aravedic once again you 
you put water in it and you drink it in the morning and in the evening, but you, six to eight hours is how long the water needs to sit in these copper cups to get enough of the copper um, into the water. Mm-hmm. It, it leaks into the water and so that you can get more copper. And the copper is essential for uh, melanin, for your um, skin, for elasticity. Uh, it's It's... Every everything in on the planet, everything needs a certain amount of uh, copper. We just threw that a little yeah. little tip in there, didn't you? Yeah, I just had to throw that in. For more tips and uh, and information about my guest, you can go to therealsoniabarrett.com, and that's spelled uh, well, it's the real and S O N I A B A R R E T T dot com. Again, therealsoniabarrett. Dot com. Sonia, I want to thank you again for, for joining me. I've been wanting to ha- I've been wanting to have you on the show for a long time, and I know we just scratched the surface because there's a lot more. This is like the beginning 101 version of, yeah, of us, right? Yeah, it's fun. I know. Yeah. yeah it's Can you come? Will you come back? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. This was fun. Thank you so much for having me on your, your show. And then let me know when you have uh, anything that's coming up and you want to uh, let people know. We'll get you. We'll get you back on. I certainly will. All right. And I want to thank you listeners for listening today. Remember, if you enjoyed the show and you want to share it with others, please do. You can share this link through either YouTube, you can share it easily in email or post it on your social media, or you can share the actual audio version of the show from the podcast, which is outofthebox.podbean.com. And please do share this, this information with as many people as you can. Until next time, I want to thank you. And we'll talk to you very, very soon. And as I always say, remember to think outside of the box. Bye for now.